Hello, beautiful people, wonderful podcast family. I hope wherever you are on this planet that you are doing fantastic today. I am sending you all of my support, well wishes, good vibes, prayers your way. We have another fantastic episode of the show for you. We have Christopher Gronsky on and we are talking about freedom, law, and becoming a state national. As you know, uh, I've been focusing a lot on solutions this year and last year for uh, the state of the world. How can we empower ourselves, our neighbors, um, and and have freedom? You know, a lot of our freedoms have been taken and a lot of people are kind of waking up to how this world is is run because of all their freedoms being taken away. So, you know, we dive into a lot of very important topics on this episode. We talk about understanding concepts of liberty and freedom. We talk about becoming a state national, uh, the limits of tyrants quote, which I really love. We talk about what statutory citizens are. The only purpose of a just government is to secure rights, uh, starting a local fellowship, Uh, Freedom Fellowship and and a lot of solutions for what we can do now. We talk about uh, why freedom is a spiritual and divine right. We talk about um, the problem in D.C. and how things are happening, why the government offers safety in or in as long as you give up your freedom. Uh, we talk about the Larkin Rose video, the motto in New Hampshire, uh, why cops are there to serve and protect the government, which is an interesting thing, why decentralization is the key, and so much more. This is a fantastic episode. You're going to love this. It is hits law, spirituality, freedom, philosophy, and so many other topics. And so if you enjoy this episode, please share it wherever you can. Share in direct message, uh, share in emails, share on your timeline and everywhere else. But the censorship is uh, crazy bonkers. And if you want to support this show, uh, please go over to mattbelair.com and become a member. Um, When you go to the website, you can go to membership. You'll see some login amounts where you can give a donation. And if you need it for free, no sweat. Just send me an email. I get a few emails every single week. I give them out for free all the time. It's not a big deal. If you can contribute a couple bucks, that really does go a massive long way to keep this show going. And if uh, you need some support, no problem. Just let me know. I'll happily help you out. Um, The best way you can do support the show is to uh, do three kind acts. Also review. Uh, review the podcast on iTunes is really good. And um, for those of you guys who want to go a step further and you want to work with me one-on-one, you want to learn about tools for living your life purpose, for knowing what your dharma is, for really having an empowering, fearless mindset, you can go take the Soul Compass course or you can apply for coaching or group coaching. Um, We have a great community that we are growing. Everybody committed to making uh, progress in their own journey of fulfilling and living their life purpose, uh, contributing to community and making the world a better place. And we all have our own unique vision. So if you're looking for community, you want support as far as tools, mindsets, strategies for living your life purpose, and then how to walk that path, we'd love to have you. Just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching, and I'll give you more details on that. And uh, that wraps it up. This is an amazing episode. So let's dive in. But before we do, let's come into a state of peace and coherence. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, every muscle, and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, enthusiasm, inspiration, courage, and ready to listen to this incredible episode with Christopher Gronsky. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. As you know, we are facing extreme censorship alongside many other truth seekers out there. 
If you want to support this show, please go over to mattbailer.com, become a member. You can do so for free or by donation. Also, the most important thing you can do is three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. Today's guest has been studying federal jurisdiction and tax laws for over 20 years and has been a freedom consultant for many freedom-minded people around the country and world. He was the New Hampshire State Coordinator for We the People for over 10 years and is New Hampshire's current president of Freedom Force International. He has worked with New Hampshire state representatives to write and pass laws that restrict government and protect state citizens' rights. He successfully works with the U.S. State Department in acquiring United States passports for state citizens without being U.S. federal Fourth Amendment citizens. 14th Amendment. 14th Amendment. Thank you. His state citizenship work has included the New Hampshire State Department, Department of Transportation, and New Hampshire Superior Court. He teaches state citizenship classes online and helps people eliminate various forms of debt, including dealing with the IRS and setting up trust organizations. Welcome to the show, Christopher Gronsky. Thanks, Matthew. Thanks. Appreciate that. It's nice to be here. It's good to always talk freedom. Yeah, well, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Uh, you came highly recommended from the people that I that I know, and I'm just kind of getting uh, into this type of thing. And then we had a, a really great call about a week ago, and you you blew my mind. Your perspective on all of this stuff is is very unique. I would throw a question at you, and you'd always give me a, an answer I wouldn't expect, or even when mm. I'd make a comment, you'd throw a, an answer I wouldn't expect. And like then I'm thinking, how am I going to do that? Um, so uh, I love your work and what you're doing, and I'll just invite you to share a little bit about yourself for those who are, uh, aren't familiar familiar with what you're doing. Yeah, it's, it's been an exciting journey, you know, a lot, for a lot of things in life, you don't really, you don't really plan to be where you are, you just kind of tumble along and stay passionate to the things that matter the most. Um, um, I, someone had sent me a book years ago, back in the 90s, mid 90s. And uh, that was the first time I saw that in America, there are two types of citizens, there's federal citizen, that's a 14th Amendment citizen, and that there's a state citizen that predates the uh, 14th Amendment. Um, so when I saw that, I began to uh, communicate with IRS that I didn't have an income tax liability. And, um, and that was fine. Of course, IRS goes down the usual path it does. And then, um, and then shortly after that, um, I was going to be traveling to Romania, and I needed a passport. So I understood that the passport was was designed for federal citizens. That's the way the application is. And so I needed to do my passport in a way that I wasn't agreeing to being a federal citizen because I'd already made that distinction with the IRS that I was not. So I wanted it to be congruent. And I had done the passport. And I remember that day going down there because I was nervous and um, there was nobody to help me. You know, so um, I gave the, the woman at the uh, Boston Passport Agency uh, the, uh, uh, the documents and she looked at them and she says, well, I can't say it's the first time I've ever seen this and bump, bump, bump. And it was all done. It's like, wow, that was a non-event. And so that was back in, um, I think it's 2001. And, um, and so it was about 2004. There was an event going on in New Hampshire. It was the, um, um, the Edna Lane Brown trial, ta- uh, IRS trial. And I was there with my daughter. We were homeschooling. So this was a homeschooling event for us. And, um, and I remember watching the IRS prosecutor use Elaine, uh, Edna Lane's uh, passport application against them, establishing their 
federal citizenship. And I remember sitting there saying, well, I'm glad my passport has an explanatory statement and I'm not agreeing to that. And what I found was that the IRS, um, people have claimed in IRS uh, um, trials that they're state citizens. And so the IRS and IRS courts have determined that that was a frivolous argument. And in their writings, they've said that um, the reason that it's frivolous is because no one presents evidence to support their claim. Well, in 2004, when I saw that, and I talked to Elaine afterwards, you know, we're, we're at the restaurant across the street, the courthouse. And I said, yeah, we've done a passport process. That was, there was someone was at the table and said, well, I'd like to change my passport because I did a passport. We'd like to do it again. And so um, that was when I started helping other people do uh, their passport process. And then after that, we did a FOIA request and we got their passport file certified by the Secretary of the United States, certified, um, and, and it has all of the documents that you submit that you claim under penalty of perjury to be true and correct. And so that's the evidence that we would use in court to establish that we're not federal citizens. And of course, the State Department still issues passport uh, for these state citizens. Um, so that's, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years. Um, and it's really, you know, at the beginning, I was, I had my business and such. And, um, and it just got so busy, I had to stop doing my business and started doing this work full time. And then once you do these processes for people, um, and they get their passport, and they get their certified documents, um, then there's other things that show up where people are dealing with, you know, um, other areas in in um, their state, whether they're asked, are they a U.S. citizen? They get to have documents that ask the state how they're defining those terms and such. And so we have alignments that other areas, um, whether it be jury duty, voting, uh, voter registration or, or driver's license applications, where it has to be congruent with what they've done with the State Department. So that's support we do as well. And of course, we deal with um, banks and, and discharging debt. And um, so all those things are just part of helping clients. I think one of the most unique things we do is um, I don't just present data out there for people to do stuff on their own. Now, there's aspects of what we do, uh, workshops where, where clients can save money and do some of their own work. Of course, we, we, we want that for clients. But the, the thing is that these things many times change. And so we try to stay as current as possible. And so we want personalized service for people to help them because sometimes these concepts are very difficult for people and they have to really work at understanding what it is they're doing. So, um, and for me, it's, it's not so much that I'm doing anything for somebody. We're always doing paperwork on behalf of the client. They're doing all their work for themselves. We are just assisting them in their, their freedom path. Um, and from my perspective, in dealing with these things, it isn't that you're learning um, what the law says or what, what the government has or statutes or codes. That's not the most important thing from my perspective. The most important thing is for you to understand the concepts of liberty and freedom. If you understand concepts of liberty and freedom and who you are, you will be far more prepared to deal with any legal matter whatsoever because you'll understand who you are. You'll understand concepts of liberty and freedom. You'll be able to determine whether your government can do what they're saying they're doing. 
that's the reality because the your rights are not negotiable and you're the one that ultimately has to secure your rights so so that's what we you know really want people to do is understand those principles because then that way no matter what you come down the path um you'll know what to do for example um I mean, the processes we do are, are for um, American citizens and, and people like that. But if, but if we're talking about Canada, I may not know Canadian statute and code, but it doesn't matter. Okay. You can know that, that you can look up, you can look, uh, governments work the same way, generally speaking. I'm sure in Canada, you have a legislature, there's an executive branch, and there is a judicial branch. Those are principles. Okay, and I'm sure that there's documents that create those things. And then, of course, there's statutes and codes that assist them in facilitating those things that your constitution or founding documents have in place. And if your founding documents or if the law is violating your rights, then those laws are unjust and should be immediately ignored. Because unless you resist that tyranny, the tyranny will continue to, to develop. You know, so anyway, so that's what I'm saying about the general general principle. Um, and I wanted to mention just one thing we, you know, we talked earlier, but Frederick Douglass um, had a wonderful quote um, talking about the limits of tyrants. And he said, power concedes nothing without a demand. It never did and never will. Find out what people will submit to and you'll have found the exact amount of injustice and wrong which will be imposed upon them. And these will continue until they're resisted with either words or blows or with both. The limits of tyrants are prescribed by the endurance of those in whom they oppress. So here this is written 100, you know, um, 150 years ago, um, almost 200 years ago, and it's still true today. There's no, there's no difference. So what we allow in our lives will continue to encroach upon us. And the things that we see around us where our rights are being violated will not go away unless we tell them no. Uh, one of the memes I, I did up on Facebook was, and listen to what I'm going to say here, is no one's rights are violated when you obey government. It's only when you disobey government that you find out if your rights are going to be violated. And at that point, you can deal with rights violations. But you're not going to be able to deal with rights violations looking for permission. You're not going to deal with rights violations when you're obeying the government. That's a principle. And ultimately, your rights are secured by force if necessary. And that's why, like how why in America, um, the Second Amendment or the right to keep and bear arms is so vital because it is not about crime. It's not about the, the local bad guy. It's about the government and its ability to incarcerate you against your will and, and to govern you against your will and to put you in, you know, in prison because you're interested in securing your rights. What's the difference between, you know, your country or, or America and the communist, um, you know, the communist republic, you know, people's republic. I mean, what's the difference between a tyrannical government, no matter where it is, it's the same thing. Communism is the same thing. If the state takes over businesses, that's fascism. That's the same thing. It doesn't matter what country it is. People have to learn what freedom is. Otherwise they won't know how to defend it. So. That's the opening. <laughs> Amazing. Well, it's it's keeping on uh, the path of our recent conversations, and there's so many 
places we could go with this. So I'll kind of open it up to you as well sure. to, to guide it. But I know one of the questions that people have is what is the difference between being a state national and a citizen of the United States? You know, one of the things that I learned in jurisdictions where you go to the United States and you're in the corporation. So you bring the, the constitution and you say, this is going against my rights. But when you're in the court, you're in like the corporation, but outside of that is the Republic. So is no, any that, of that, that accurate or how do you no, describe the no, difference? No, <laughs> see, th that's a common freedom theme is where they always want to deal with the corporation. Now, listen, uh, corporations are not something of their own. Okay. Do you understand that governments, all governments control corporations. The benefits of corporations, how they control, how do corporations control governments? Cha-ching! Money. That's how they control governments. That's the that's the gang. The corporations aren't doing things of their own. They dirt, they definitely, what's the purpose of the corporation? Creating cash, doing what they, you know, they're globalists, they have their plan. Of course, that's what they're doing. They're making money and they and they get in bed with government. All corporations are born out of irresponsibility without exception, small corporation, big corporation, all born out of irresponsibility. You have a work or a ministry or a thing you want to do. And then you say to government, geez, let me see. I, if I hurt somebody, I don't want them to take my shit. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get with government. Now, of course, they're going to tax and regulate me, but I won't have my personal assets on the table. Sweet. See, that's immoral. And that's what all corporations do. Now, a lot of people form corporations because they don't know that. They think they do corporations because that's what they believe. But the but so if you're talking about the USA corporation, whatever it is, it's irrelevant. That entity, if it exists, has been created by the Congress. Okay. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about the federal government has jurisdiction in the Washington, DC, Guam, Puerto Rico, Virgin Islands, America, Samoa. They're limited uh, authority in their jurisdiction. This is what the Constitution says in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17. They have exclusive legislative authority in all cases whatsoever in the 10 square miles District of Columbia. That would include other places that would be territories and such. That is their jurisdiction. They do not have to abide by the Constitution in that jurisdiction. So things, subject matter that's in that jurisdiction, they do what they want. But they have to abide by the Constitution in the states. Now, how does the federal government get in the states? Well, the irresponsible state legislative whores, they love money. And so they, they say, come on in, federal government, give us, give us our cookie and our nipple. Oh, yeah, you can tax and regulate us, of course. And so then the feds come in and then they control because the legislatures are, are irresponsible. And everybody wants shit without having to pay for it. Of course, that's the American way. I want free crap. I don't think it's just American. I think that's pretty worldwide. So the idea is federal jurisdiction has certain bounds and lines that, that are followed. When you think of the uh, if the, a corporation, it's always going to be restricted by that government. So it doesn't matter whether it's, it's we're not talking about corporation. We're talking about jurisdiction. The reason in an IRS tax case, the, the judge says when they say this is unconstitutional, it's not unconstitutional. The IRS is not, the income tax is not unconstitutional when you understand the Constitution and the power that's been delegated to the federal government. The reason they say we're not going to abide by the Constitution in this court is because the court isn't subject to the Constitution. That's the Constitution in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17. So if you're a federal citizen, you're a citizen, as it says in the 14th Amendment, subject to the jurisdiction thereof. And so therefore, you're working from a privilege. Therefore, you're taxed and regulated. 
If you're not a federal citizen, you would be a citizen of one of the states. The federal government can't violate you. There's proper due process in the states. And those are the distinctions that they make. Now, you made the reference to, I don't tend to use you, you know, state nationals, but that is an accurate term because these states are countries. They are nations. How do we know that? We have documentation from the government, from the Styles Manual, that when dealing with the natives of the states, this is under the topic of nationality, the following forms would be used. Now, I'm born in Pennsylvania. I'm a Pennsylvanian by birth. Okay. I will always be a Pennsylvanian by birth. Okay. But I'm a citizen of New Hampshire because I choose to be in New Hampshire. And that's where I have my habitation and domicile. So I'm a citizen of New Hampshire. I'm a Pennsylvanian by birth. So those are distinctions that we do in our passport process. We, we acknowledge proper nationality and we use pr and proper um, um, citizenship. Now, um, there are people in freedom circles that believe that if you're a citizen, uh, that's bad because it's created by the state. That is not true. Okay. There are, there is a statutory citizen and that is the 14th amendment. That is a citizen. That's a statutory citizen created by the state, the federal government. We can see that. Okay. But there's no statutory law or there's no act in, in New Hampshire's constitution creating citizens. The citizens predate the, uh, the, the government that's existing right now in New Hampshire. So they all power and authority in New Hampshire rests in the people, okay? And therefore, when we use the word citizen, we're just making a distinction between uh, citizens or, or the constituents in one particular country or state versus another uh, state. I'm not a citizen of California, okay? So that's, that's the nature of it. So each one of these states or countries, now, our central government has not educated people with this thing in government schools. They want you to believe that America is a country. Most people think that America is a country. But you would not get an Italian or a German to believe that Europe is a country. Nobody would say, oh, yeah, you know the country of Europe. Europe's a union. America is a confederation of states. That's what we are. And so America is not a country. It's a union. And, and, and I'm done with our central government. That's, that's a reality. There's nothing good coming out of the District of Columbia. Without exception, there is no good thing. I'm convinced they're not going to abide by the Constitution. And I think they've meddled in the, the affairs of the states far too long. And the responsibility of restricting the federal government lies on the legislatures, um, the legislat legislatures in these states. That's the safest thing we can do is have our states secure our rights against um, the federal government. In my situation, I don't, I don't know that I'll ever see this, but if the federal government was moving against me in some capacity, I would seek political asylum in New Hampshire. I'm not a federal citizen. I mean, I got boatloads of documentation for that. And so, you know, um, I was called to jury duty and the court told me that they define U.S. citizen by the 14th Amendment. Of course, I'm not a 14th Amendment citizen. I had to disqualify myself. So I don't know that I can be tried in New Hampshire uh, because I don't know if they'll convene a jury of my peers. Okay. So, but I don't expect to be in court. But, uh, but that'll be a reality. And I do have documentation to back that up. So it's all part of the fun. So. Holy crap. Well, I'm doing my best to, to hang on. I, I'm grasping some of the concepts. And what I'm curious about is, can you, so for the people who are curious about this, specifically in US and um, other countries as well, 
Uh, can you define, the, did you define the, the actual difference between a state national and a U.S. citizen? And then the then I was curious if the best way to go about this is you were talking about at the beginning saying, you know, if you understand concepts of liberty and freedom, that's going to get you further ahead. So is that something you think we should dive into? Well, sure. Um, the thing about citizenship is it's interesting is that a lot of people believe that um, or they confuse the right to peacefully assemble. At, um, they want to make like that's the right to um to associate there's no there's no right to associate with someone okay to peacefully assemble doesn't mean that you have association with people it means to come together in some fashion peaceably and that in america that's a right that's acknowledged as you're to peacefully assemble but the declaration of independence which the um, you know the american declaration of independence i would recommend everyone read okay it's very it's an important document it's not an american document it's a world document because, you know, um, it opens up. It says when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind required that they should declare the, the, declare the causes for the separation. I paraphrased phrase that last bit. But once again, this is talking about when in the course of human events. So it's not talking about in America. They're not even talking about themselves. They're talking in the course of human events. It becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected to the other. This is describing the right to disassociate. And you have a right to disassociate with anyone you want. That is your right. That means you can walk away. No one has the right or power you have not given up that power to, to force you to associate with them. We get restraining orders on people like that, right? So if your government is forcing you to be with them, that isn't a violation of your rights. You have a right to say, I want to be left alone. Okay. And that's what the founding fathers had declared in that. And of course, they go into other things that in the Declaration of Independence that talk about a just government. Now, a lot of my friends and all, they consider themselves anarchists. Okay. And, you know, I, I would be, I would include myself in that group. And yet I'm not of the opinion that no government is the best. I, I don't, I don't share that sentiment. The reason I don't is because I know that some people are evil. And there are people that are interested in harming me and violating my rights. But here's the, here's the government that I want. The only purpose of a just government is to secure rights. And that is all. There's no other purpose for government than securing rights. So if a government is set up to secure rights, I'm happy because that serves me. And then that would be a government by my consent. It's when the government moves away from that and begins to give you things and wants to take care of you, that's where you see your rights and your freedoms are going. Governments always exchange your freedoms for your pretended safety. Without exception, that always is what's on the table. And that's always what they're trying to offer you is, you know, some sort of protection like they do corporations. They want to protect you and give you benefits. So governments tend to treat people like corporations and that's not necessary. They say, look, I'm all set. I will live with the riskiness of living life and pursue my happiness. I don't need you to be my mother. I don't need your nipple. So, so that's, that's what it is everywhere. And so when you read the Declaration of Independence, you'll get to see their grievances 
and, and I encourage you to just go ahead and what would your grievances be in your life? What would you say? I am sick and tired of this and this, and this is how you violated me. This is how you violated my rights, blah, blah, blah. And then they close with, here's what we intend to do. Okay. And they say, we are no, we are done with you. End of story. And that, and you know what? They didn't say, oh, and we're going to give you 30 days. And if you can find some reason that we can be, they didn't do that. They said that these United colonies are and have a right to be free and independent states. And as independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, and do all of the things with free and independent states may have right do. And so this is what they said. They didn't say, um, you know, is it okay? They said, this is, we're separated. You take advances on us. We'll see you in the village green at the other end of our muskets. And that's non-negotiable. They're not trying to get something from them. They said, leave us alone. You have no matter in my life. This is my rights. And so that's the way it is. And that's the way it still is. But find out what people will submit to, and you'll have found the exact amount of injustice and wrong which will be imposed upon them. And these will continue until they're resisted with either words or blows or with both. So if you're wondering when this shit's going to stop, it's going to stop when you're ready to have it stop. That's when it's going to stop. Well, man, everything you're sharing there, it reminds me of uh, something that I've heard is like the, there's only law. The only law is under God's law. You know, you don't harm another person, right? You can, sure. you are free. And then Those are know, principles, yeah. why is, yeah. Why is this group of people, this government who have never made a contract to ruling mm -hmm. my whole life. And then um, talking about like be benefits and privileges, right? Mm -hmm. I need this, yeah. you know, daddy or parent figure to take care of me in, in my world. And so I can operate um, in freedom, knowing that, you know, my rules come from the creator, you know, I'm not sure. going on harming. I'm a, I'm peaceful and an honorable and, and helpful. And I don't need this entity to tell me what I cannot can and can't do. Um, and so it feels like that's the philosophy you're coming from. And I guess what I'll go to is for somebody who's new to this, they might understand to say, okay, I can kind of get that concept, but what's the starting path for them to, um, begin to walk in that manner and also have the, um, capacity to defend themselves one of the ways that i've been sharing with my friends trying to understand this law thing is like well it's kind of like martial arts you know i didn't know mma or self-defense existed now i know it exists and i'm aware of all these things you can do but if i yeah. maybe get into battle i'm still going to get my butt kicked because i i haven't mastered it or i don't have enough knowledge and so how do you um what are the most important concepts people should know or how do people start on this path to sure. stay in their power because i know everyone out there, including myself is like, okay, great. Like we talked about the firearms, right? I was like, um, you know, the States has the right to have a, a carry, right. And, and you have the arms to limit the power of the government. Now the government is basically usurped their power and trying to tell everybody what they can and can't do. And so if I went around to Canada with an open carry, I get arrested immediately and thrown in jail. And you had a whole different idea on, on what well, that I is. Mean, I'm like, just saying, well, well, right. I mean, and I understand that because you're down the road further than maybe we are or whatever the case may be. But don't underestimate the value of what you do. And listen, power concedes nothing without a demand. So, you're, you know, the idea is that when you determine that governments are overreaching, then you have to get together with people in Canada. And, and, and what I've always believed is that just starting a local freedom fellowship, you know, you've and, and look, uh, these governments, these are you know, criminal organizations, and they're no different than anything that's that was in Nazi Germany. And I'm and it's sad to say that. But listen, you know, the cop that goes home at night, he's just a nice, good old guy. But here's what I was going to say is, look, 
in your town, your county, whatever breakdown is with respect to where you live. All right. Talk, you know, sometimes people are unwilling to do the work necessary, the, the human work. Okay. That's why understanding that political power is important power and you have to learn how to wield it. It's not the only power, but political power is real. So in your town, you find out who your reps are and you meet with them and find out if they're interested in freedom or not. And if they're not, do the work to, to have people in there that's going to secure rights. Like I'm running for selectman in my town. Now, I'm surprised that they haven't even they're not even talking about what's available about me online. That's not even, you know, I'm just waiting for that shoe to fall, you know, and, you know, he's not paying income taxes. I mean, I'm having conversations with people that support me and they can't even comprehend not having taxes because on my sign, it says reduce slash eliminate taxes. And so reducing taxes, they can understand that. But but no taxes. How are we going to fix the roads? Holy crap. That's the same. The same is like, my God, what do we do about these roads? And they can't. These are people who support this idea. They can't comprehend that you could actually have nice roads without the stinking government involved. They, they can't comprehend it. Why is that? Why can't they comprehend it? Because they're not programmed to comprehend it. They're not taught it in school. They're, it's not talked about on the media. It's not in TV shows. You have, you know, we we're watching some show the other day. What was it? Uh, oh, James Belushi and K9. You know, he's a cop dog and he's just violating people's rights all over the place. And it's like, look at Hollywood. You know, the good guy can just be as stupid as you want. And that's what they teach him is like, hey, if you have a good reason, you can be you can break into people's houses as a cop. You can do anything because you're the good guy. It's programming. Get your head to think. Oh, that's the way it is. And, and you don't know that you're being programmed. That's why they call it television programming, right? But the idea is that um, you, when you start to look at principles, you begin to look at things. And, and what happens is, just like in the Matrix, you begin to see the, the structure of how things are. It's simple. It's not difficult. So when dealing with government, the value of looking at the law, the, the, if you can remember that the law doesn't give you anything, laws are for the lawless not for the righteous, not for the freedom person. So the idea is that the purpose of looking at the law is to understand the restrictions that they have. All statutes and codes, that's the little stuff, have to be incongruent. They have to be congruent with the constitutions or the, the bigger documents that secure rights and such as that. And, and, and just because a politician a, a legislator passes a law does not mean that it's a just law or that it's going to meet constitutional muster until someone interrupts it. And how's that look? If you're, if the people you live around always do what they're told to do, well, then you're going to be controlled. That's just the principle. And it's always going to be around making you safe. Stop looking for people to make you safe. You know, and you understand this when you have kids grow up, you know, you say, look, uh, when you when you get out, uh, I want you to take the trash out before you get home. You know, it's like, eh, I don't want to take the trash out. It's like, holy moly, you know, pick up your room. This place is a pigsty, you know, and, you know, you're dealing with your teenager because this is what really happens. You're the authority, you're the government, and it's non-negotiable. And you're like, pick up your room. And so what's happening here? It's like, my freedom's being infringed. Well, I want to hang out with my friends. These are good things. Get the freak out. You know, go get your own place. Then you can have it be a, you know, a, um, a crap house. It'd be great. You'll be able to live like that, you know. And so, you know, it's perfect. 
So the idea is that what happens is they grow up and they're on their own. Then they have freedom. Parents keep their kids safe. It's the same principle. There's no difference. Same principle. So we understand those principles. Government's the same way. Like, for example, when I, if I become selectman, now I don't care if I become selectman. What I'm testing is if the people in my town, we have 1,100 people in my town, very small. I'm going to find out if they want a freedom guy, you know. And so I just want to educate people about liberty and freedom. I don't care if I get elected. If I elected, I don't get to go to Montana and, and travel this summer because I'll probably be at home babysitting the town. But the idea is, is it's going to be very exciting to teach people from the place of that they put me in power to deal with them. So now I get to, I get to be the bad guy. I get to be the dad and say, okay, we're going to grow up today. Okay. If you want me to control you, you're going to, I'm going to tax and regulate you. If you don't mean to tax and regulate you, you're going to have to be responsible for yourself. So here's how zoning works. Here's how regulation works. So I get to talk about all that shit with the people. So that's true for everyone. So if you want to understand how to restrict government, you have to understand these codes that are designed to keep them from violating you. And they're there. And a lot of times if attorneys are not going to keep you safe and free. Okay. So just give that up. Like there's going to be someone that's going to make sure you're safe and secure. It's not going to happen. So if in your local area, you can form a freedom fellowship so that you can talk this stuff up, no one will consider you crazy. I remember a state senator. Uh, no, this would be a, a, a New Hampshire senator. They were in Congress. Um, and, um, Bob Smith, he said to me one time, he says, Chris, if you can get 10 people together on the same issue, you wield power. That's what he told me. So if your neighbors can come together as, you know, 10 people, and the more people that come together, you'll see your politicians. I promise you, your politicians will do what you want them to do. And that's the same thing with respect to the federal and, and or, or, or anything else. So what I was saying about the police is this. Interview every law enforcement person that's in your close proximity. Interview them all. Get them on a website or get them on a list and find out if they're freedom guys or gals. And if they're not, rate them and then take feedback. You know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this in my local. You know, we're going to do like cop trading cards. Or we're going to do a rating system so that we can get all these complaints about these cops and we can have evidence. So every cop will have a spreadsheet. <laughs> every law enforcement officer is going to have a spreadsheet. How's this, you know, he gets a, you know, what kind of a rating? We're going to give him a five-star rating. This is a cop that's got problems and it's just going to be known. You know what? If you're in the public arena, you don't get privacy. You have no privacy. Go home if you want privacy. But every cop will be rated. I want to rate, I want to rate every law enforcement individual in the state of New Hampshire. And so we have only 10 counties. So We'll work from county to county, you know, and I'll just facilitate a team in each county. We're going to do that rating system. So that's a website that I haven't even invented yet. I'll have to come up with a good, a good website for that. But that's how you bring criminal activity into the light. And it's the same in America, same in your area, too. And when you begin to expose these people for the kind of people there are, they are, then you're going to see that you're going to have some help. And so here's what you're looking for. If in your law enforcement, you have... Um, you find good people, now you're going to get a massive amount of support for people who care about not violating the rights of the people. And they're there. There are probably few, but those people should be given accolades and support for caring about the rights of people. And of course, upholding their oath to, to do such a thing, being peace officers. And that's the same everywhere. And I would recommend that work be done as well as the work of jury duty. Okay. 
jury duty everywhere is designed to protect the people from overreaching government. It does judge the case in the law, but the purpose is, I mean, judge does the case that we all know that, but the jury, one jury member can actually examine the law and see if it's violating the people. And therefore they can acquit the person based upon that the law violates people. And that's a good, that's an end game that you can set up so that when you have bad law, the people can interrupt it. So that's true in Canada. That's true in America. That's true anywhere that a jury is being convened. Well, Christopher, well, all, all that is amazing. And so I'll, I'll throw it back to you in the way that I understand it. So you talked in the beginning about how tyranny will go as basically as far as we let it. Uh, that's a great quote. And the simple idea of that that I'm familiar with is people will treat you how you allow them. It's a great um, word. But now we've got um, this kind of system, this, you know, government overreach, right? So most people are afraid of a consequence, right? Being thrown yeah. in jail, uh, mostly even a ticket. A ticket will prevent people from um, doing an action because they're afraid of paying that fine um, right. rather than standing up for themselves. And so when you're talking about the government, um, you know, the laws being set to limit the, the power of government, what we're seeing in Canada and around the world, uh, probably the worst in Australia, is that they're creating all these acts and statutes, you know, telling you what you can and can't do and then fining you. And then now we're getting forced medical intervention, which people mm -hmm. do not want. And they're figuring out all these deceptive ways to do it. Right. And so what it seems <clears throat> like you're saying is to figure out a way to hold these people accountable in government, in police and everywhere, because if, if they... They're just going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing unless right. one of you stands together. Because if you do it by yourself, you're probably going to get knocked down really easily. But if we band together and create just a simple system and unify, um, then we're going to be able to put some great pushback. Am I accurate in what you're suggesting? No, absolutely. And here's the thing by principle is that a government that's far away from where you live should have, have little to no power. They should probably just talk together. Okay. The, the, the strongest government in your life should be the ones with you and your neighbors. That's the strongest government that could be the, 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 you know, cause that's involving where you're living and, and all that. And then when you go to the next level of government should have less power and control and the further government, less power and control. That's the way it is, but it flips it upside down to where the farther away government has the most power. And the one close to you is just impotent doing the job of, of the others. Um, and, you know, of the bigger government, understanding how that power works, you say like, okay, we got to flip this back up, the people have the rights. And so again, you're gonna have to understand principles that you have rights. And when I talk about rights, see, people even don't even understand what that means that I have rights, they don't know what that is. Why is that? Because the government is not going to educate you and teach you how to overthrow their power. It's not going to happen. Stop looking for public education. If you love your children, educate them. Get them out of government schools. End of story. And if you live in a place that they won't allow you to do that, move. I mean, don't sit there and just like, I mean, listen, you could go live in communist China. Why wouldn't you want to? A uh, little, little bit uh, overreaching government. Not interested in living in China. How about Russia? Mm, same thing. How about America? pretty much the same thing you know the idea is is that you know live in a place where your neighbors don't want to violate your rights so going back to what rights are you know in my class uh, the state citizenship class i the first part of the class i'm dealing with principle and such as that but rights come from the word righteousness 
Freedom is a spiritual idea and a concept. It's not a governmental concept. It's not a political concept. Freedom is an inside thing. Freedom and your rights are the relationship you have with the divine. It's the relationship and everyone has that same access to the divine. No one is different from that. Okay. So the idea is that they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so the idea of government is that the, it says in the Declaration of Independence that to secure these rights, governments are instituted by men deriving their just power from the consent of the governed. And so the idea is that when government only secures rights, you don't have a problem consenting to that. And so the, and so certainly the government's going to keep others from violating your rights, but it also cannot violate your rights. Jefferson said that that's even worse than the, the, the thug on the street. So rights are about righteousness. So how much should we understand that relationship we have with the divine? That should be the biggest part of our education. Government, we have to understand its limitations, and that has to be exploited, that they don't have your permission to violate your rights. But if you think your rights are given or that you have civil rights, you don't understand what rights are. People think that my rights are civil rights. No such thing as that. Those are privileges, okay? Privileges are granted. Um, and so if people don't understand what their rights are, they're going to have a hard time to um, uphold them and secure them. If you don't understand taxation and how it works, you will probably be overtaxed. I promise you that'll be the truth. And if you're overtaxed, you don't understand taxation. So these are that's why these are principles that have to be understood no matter whether we're talking about Canada or America. The principles are the same. So again, you have to um, one person's life can can clear out a whole lot of darkness uh, just a candle can light an entire room and that's the value that you have is to light an entire room at least in your area and so we want to be able to engage with other people and empower them to understand what their rights are there's no such thing as women's rights there's no such thing as gay rights there's no such thing as black rights there's no such thing as any group right there's no such thing as that that's just propaganda to empower government to to separate people. That's what that is. Everyone has the same exact rights, regardless of whether they're male or female or whatever. No one has more rights than anyone else does. End of story. It's it's a human thing. It's not a Canada thing, America thing. There's no such thing as that. Those are just governments. Those are just groups of people wanting to secure a certain geographical location by permission of, of their people on some level. But when the people get tired of the tyranny, they will push back. The problem with the, the world today is I can clearly see that people hate tyranny. But I have yet, in some circles, but I have yet to see the world embrace responsibility. Not there yet. Too immature. Too much responsibility to say, I don't need others to care for me. I can care for myself. I can't even get grown adults. Let me. I'll just give you an example of that. People talk about minimum wage, minimum wage. Minimum. Listen, if you're an adult and you're making the minimum wage, you are irresponsible. OK, if you haven't invested in your life to bring something better to the table and you're accepting minimum wage today, you're a disgrace. Understand that a child coming into the workforce can get some minimum thing. And even that's bad because some kids are hardworking and some kids suck. And so therefore, it's my it's my right to determine how much I want to give to to have someone help me along my path. That's a right. That's not a that's not a 
it's not open for negotiation. But when government comes in and wants to protect people, then of course, now you have these laws that they impose on people. That's a violation. So again, by principle, uh, that way. So responsibility is the key to freedom. I love all that. And I, and I absolutely agree. I'm seeing the same things going on here in, in Canada and, and around the world that people need to hold these people accountable, actually take some action. You know, I'd say the most percentage of the people that I talk to, uh, they just want it to be over, right? They just want it to go back to normal. But what they're not understanding is our rights are being eliminated very quickly. The nice part of that is the people that are waking up, they do want to band together. And I love the idea of the, the freedom community and a few people working together. Um, so yeah. I want to give like a couple of real world examples is like, you know, maybe masking kids at school, right? Maybe vaccine kids at school, getting a group of parents, figuring that out and moving forward. Um, but what are your thoughts around the world of like, you know, the countries that have let's say, I don't know your interpretation of it, but less rights, you know, they disarmed countries around the world and then murder their own citizens. And it does look like that's what they're trying to install in the US and also in Canada, we're just much further along. And in Australia, you see what the police are doing over there. So is it still possible to use these concepts and have success? Or do you think you're going to end up being in harm? And most people are afraid of the harm. I'm not afraid of the physical harm now. um, But I am afraid of, um, you know, what my daughter might grow up in and not being around her. If I want to stick my neck out because these people are so parasitical, they will attack you. And if you don't know how to defend yourself, um, you know, they're, they're going to come for you. So I'm just curious your thoughts on, on that. And, and like, even in, sorry, sorry, I'll throw one more example, but in Canada, you can't go into the hospital to see your mom. So how would you, how would you handle that as an individual? Or how would you navigate those scenarios? Okay. Well, first of all, Morpheus told us, Neo told Neo, he said, the matrix is a system, Neil, and that system is our enemy. Take a look around. What do you see? Uh, you know, teachers, carpenters, the very minds that we want to free. But these people are so inert, so hopelessly um, connected to the system that they will fight to defend it. That's what's happening in the world. It's the same thing. People are in these systems and they benefit from them. They're listen. Government wants to raise taxes because their coffers are down. We're going to raise taxes, even though the same stupid government has interrupted the businesses of, of a lot of people violation of rights. So the idea is, again, you said you, you made the statement that other places in the world where they don't have these rights. Okay. That's not true. Okay. Everyone has the same rights everywhere. Your freedom is never touched. You can be incarcerated and be, and be free, okay? Because that's what you build inside of you, okay? But your liberties are being infringed, okay? And that's what you're going to be addressing is their liberties. So in different countries, their liberties are more infringed upon than in other places. We recognize that. And so, again, you know, find out what people will submit to. So people have allowed themselves. Listen, we should have been throwing out TSA at the airports, because the statistics shows that TSA or these government people, they have not found any terrorist acts. Fact. Matter of fact, in America, over 400 TSA agents were stealing people's shit. But it's okay because oh, we're going we're gonna to protect ourselves from terrorists. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you. But here's another principle. Here's the principle. Now read, watch my lips when I'm speaking, okay? Your government is lying to you, okay? That's the principle, okay? Now, does that mean every government lies? Of course not, because you got to have some truth in order to have a good freaking lie, okay? But your government is lying to you. And listen, so when people talk to you about masks and stuff like that, I just say like, well, listen, you know, I just don't get medical advice from pedophiles. 
I refer to the District of Columbia always as pedophiles. Now, gee, are you suggesting everybody's a pedophile? No, but yes, I am. If you're in DC, you're a pedophile. That's my judgment. Okay, good luck. And so I just want to poke them in the eye and say, no, I'm not interested. I don't get medical advice from the person at the grocery store. Sorry, not wearing a medical device, you know? And so, and so, so how do you defend yourself? Well, let me back up here. Okay, there's a couple things that you talked about, like cops and, and tickets, okay? Here, I have a, here's, a, here's a, a nice legal tip on avoiding tickets, okay, with the cops. Okay, ready? Here it is. Drive better. Okay, that's the first thing. Okay, you govern yourself better. Holy crap. If you're going to go to India and drive in a car in India, now that may be challenging. You can imagine. Okay, but are you going to drive like an idiot? You're going to run some Indians over. Or how about this? You're going to be in Russia. Listen, if you drive a car in Russia and a cop pulls you over in Russia, this is the culture there. They're looking for a bribe. You're going to have some cash to pay the cop. Now, he's going to be glad. He knows you're American, and he's glad to take you in. Maybe scary. Look, he just wants some cash. Give the guy some cash. And then again, you know, maybe driving in Russia is not a good idea. Maybe have some Russian drive you. You know, the idea is that govern yourself better. I know, I've known people that say, like, listen, can you help me get out of the jurisdiction of these, of these traffic courses? Like, well, what happened? Well, they pulled us over because my rear light was out. It was like, how come you're, you know, so he's telling me about their light was out, you know, in, his, in the back there. I'm like, okay. And then when we rolled down the window, of course, the smoke all came out because everybody's smoking grass in the car. Now this is a freedom guy. I know this guy. Okay. And I'm, and I, and you know, my question was statement was after that. It's like, I said, like, where's your father? He's like, what? I was like, where's your father? Because where's the man that's supposed to kick your ass? What the frick are you doing? You know these cops suck, but that's not in your life. What I'm going to do is when I'm driving the car, I want to be smoking grass. <laughs> and then I'm wondering why the cops at my freaking door. How moronic is that? Self-government. You know, you want to smoke grass, go home, lock your door, be with your friend and smoke all you want. But if you think you're going to smoke grass on the road, you're a moron. And, and you create more stinking government. And so govern yourself better. That's the first thing. I remember a guy wanted me to get him out of jurisdiction of court. And we find out, um, you know, that the reason he's in court dealing with his wife is because he beats her up. And I'm like, listen, I'm not helping you. I'll tell you, here's your legal remedy. You go up to your wife, and you tell her, I'm sorry for being an asshole. And I'm listen, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take full responsibility of my behavior. Whatever they're going to put on me, I'm going to take like a freaking man. And I'm going to learn not to harm some other person. But you're not going to get me to help you. That was my legal advice for him. Um, I'm not going to help you get out of your irresponsibility. Wake the frick up. You're the reason we have st stinking government. It's because you refuse to govern yourself. And I didn't, gosh, I just cut myself. I lost out on cash in that deal. See, stupid. But so, so with respect to driving on the roads, Listen, we want to kill this thing from where it's power. The cop isn't, isn't your, you know, listen, there are bad cops. And if good cops don't take care of bad cops, that's a breakdown in the system. But the cop's not your, not, he's the lackey. He's not the guy that's interrupting your rights. You have to deal this from the power source. Your rep has to say, what are we going to give up our rights to our freedom to travel? Okay. And let me tell you, in the, in the big scheme of everything, Dry, you know, traffic stuff is the least of our worries. Look where we are. They're wanting to force a medical procedure on us. 
makes driving around and paying traffic citations pretty small compared to um, you know you know you know being inoculated with a with a gene therapy. Now here's what I recommend with respect to the gene therapy and vaccines. Here's my here's my legal tip for you. If someone comes at you with a shiny sharp pokey object, shoot them. That's 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 what I recommend. If someone's going to assault you, be sure to shoot them. Okay, that's all. That's the that's the end of it. So don't have yourself in a position where you do that. And if you have kids in school and you love them, get them out of school. Take them out of school. And if you're where you live, they don't let you take kids out of school. Then those children are not your children. Run away immediately. Move somewhere else. Move anywhere else. But if your neighbors are wanting to say it's their child and the government's going to say we have the best interest of your child, you shoot those people. Okay, that's the bottom line. So take your children out of the schools. Don't ask what what legal remedy can I come up with? Yeah, the legal remedy is get your kids out of school. That's the legal remedy. What do you want? Because imagine being in the communist China and you're in China, right? You're sitting there with these Chinese family, the nice people and all. And you're and you're asking the question, what's our legal remedy in China? You think there's a legal remedy in China? You know what the most the, the most powerful pressure in China would be the political pressure where where they're where they're trying to pretend like it's a great country when exposing all their crimes keeps people from or choosing. No, I don't want to buy Chinese products. Hit them in the dollar or hit them in the in the financial thing. These are realities. But you see, we have to care enough. So that these are these are principles for everywhere. And so you do have power and, and don't give up your power looking for your government to help you out. They're not your friend. Like George Carlin says, it's a big club and you ain't in it. So, again, definitely coming together with other people will help you feel better. And when politicians, the number one have is not getting elected. So the more people that you can, if you want to replace a politician, then in their area, bring their, their evil deeds to light and then also invite all the people in their area, um, you know, to, um, you know, to, to be concerned about their rights. Well, like, for example, would you, would you want to live in New York City? Me? No. Yeah, I, I, New York City is a beautiful place to visit. Go see a Broadway show. But living there... If, if you want to be taxed and regulated, of course, live there. I mean, you know, if you're okay with that, that's why I'm saying you can choose. But statists, people who love government, live in cities. Or people who love money live in cities. Okay? That's not for freedom-minded people. They live on their own. They live in the country. They live in nature. They take care of themselves. They don't want to be bothered. That's a different lifestyle. The war in America, and, I'll, and what I'm making about the war in Canada, will be between urban and rural, that will be the war. It'll be the, the, the urban people will support the state in violating the rural people. That will be where it'll go. That is the lines, the state versus those that are free. So the idea is there's principles to, if you want to secure your rights, then you have to take on more responsibility. That's the principle. So in any given situation where you have a legal matter, you're gonna say like, okay, how can I take on more responsibility? That's going to be your path, uh, your legal path. And you're going to say, geez, how am I, how am I in this? Um, uh, how am I in this situation? So what do they call driving and, you know, all the roads that they call the department of safety, right? Well, I don't need safety. Okay. So tr recognize that government is always offering safety for your freedom. Do you want to give that up? 
That's that's always what it's going to be. So when you're finding a remedy, whether it's on your land for yourself or for others, you say like, look, I don't want privileges and immunities. I don't want to be taken care of. I'm going to take on more responsibility. So some of the most strongest legal writing that you can have is declaring to your government who you are and what you intend to do. And that no one's going to refute that. They don't have anything to refute it. And if for any reason that they are going to declare that they have control over you, then of course you're enslaved and you should do everything you can to escape your slavery. And that's the reality of life, really. I mean, that's that's true for you guys. It's true for us in the States as well. Holy smokes, Christopher, that's a lot again there. Uh, it, it has my wheels spinning in many different directions. One of the comments that's coming up a lot on YouTube is uh, your view on the military. And mm -hmm. and my question is, how do you see this going overall? Like one of the concepts I, I hear you kind of talking about is get with like-minded people. This mm -hmm. is something that I've been sharing for years, teaching people about life coaching and things like that. I was like, I didn't need to be a millionaire to snowboard 150 days a year in Whistler when I wanted to in the exact environment and beautiful mountains and live, you know, what people pay thousands and thousands of dollars for. I went to that place yeah. and I was happy. And I was doing the things I wanted to do. And now if you're in a, in a place you want to be around freedom-minded people who have the same values, maybe you need to move there. Because if everyone around you does not agree, you're probably in a dangerous situation. That's a good word. And, and even in the – listen, in, in, I'm talking to freedom-minded people all the time. And in the freedom community, not everybody is a freedom-minded person. See, to not want tyranny is one thing. That takes no maturity and no responsibility. To be responsible and not only care about the liberties and freedoms in your own life, but to care about the liberties and freedoms of others is more responsible. See, love is a powerful motivator. So that's where freedom is really held up is that you don't want the rights of other people violated. When your neighbor knows that you got his back or that you're not going to steal from him and that you, he can be at peace, sleep in his home, he can walk away from his home knowing you as long as you're around he's not going to have to worry about someone stealing from him. Now, whether that's the, uh, the stranger or the government, that's the, still the same principle. So, so yeah, the, the idea is that um, um, your, your question about, you mentioned about the, 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 the troops. Okay. Um, in, in the world today, we worship, we worship troops. We worship the military, just like they did in Rome. The centurions were worshiped. Okay. Like they were um, some, like it's, uh, I'm making up that, that one of the most fastest growing um, religions is the statist, okay? And the government is God, and it's going to take care of you. And it has something to say about every area of your life. And so be careful if you're in that church, okay, because that's the government church. And it is a religion, and it has a belief system about the worldview and how things should be. The military, Kissinger said, Henry Kissinger said that the the the, the the, uh, the, the military are dogs and they use them for their own benefit. And that's true. Okay. There's a patriotism. Now I'm, I'm a strong advocate for uh, military. So if the only purpose of government, just government is to secure rights, then what's the purpose of the military is to make sure that rights aren't being violated not just about from without or those that would be enemies of, of America. Listen, America would have no enemies if our number one exported product was concepts of liberty and freedom. We're, we're not the land of the free home of the brave. We're murderers. We export um, 
we we sell drugs and arms throughout the world so there's lots of wars the military industrial complex is big business okay any christian who's who gets money from the military industrial complex are christ like they're anti-christ that's a reality um I have to deal with that in the church i guess um but the military that you know people will you know they'll they'll masturbate and say um oh you know the military if it weren't for the military uh you wouldn't have any rights ah bull crap so let me talk to any military guy let me tell you so so which rights are you securing in what you're doing it's like tell me one right that you're securing because I, I tell you right now my rights are, are being violated by our own government so what are you doing about that no you're doing the bidding of the corporations that it serves and you're over murdering people in foreign countries hmm, i wonder i wonder if other countries are going to hate us hmm, because of our military in their country i wonder gee, oh get a freaking clue so if if your military over there you know fighting for oil and, and the petrodollar hello wake the frick up you don't have a clue not a clue now i'd say bring all that military back home secure our borders you know from from enemies from without but we wouldn't have enemies from without if we were securing liberty and freedom and cared about the rights of people that is not the purpose of the pentagon or the pentagram so the idea is that the military you know again i'm not against the military but i'm afraid the military is not for the people okay first of all talk to any you know and listen i'm talking generally about the military in a broad stroke there are people in the military that care about liberty and freedom but then i'd like to know what their plan is what they intend to do you know our hope is like well some of those people in the military when we actually get into fighting they're going to be taking armaments and stuff like that well i hope so doesn't look like it but i hope so you know so you know it's not likely that um, that that's the case the way it is now if i was overseeing new hampshire okay and as a sheriff okay we do not need a federal military at all zero none we can just let them send them all home because they serve the district of columbia that's the end of it in in new hampshire if i was sheriff and i don't know how many towns are in my in my county if i was the county sheriff then i would invite volunteers to come out of every town and each town would create its own little um battalion or troop or group of men or you know women if they want but men that are that are that are willing to be armed of their own accord and bring whatever they want to bring to the table i would deputize them and then i would you know be able to say okay you're gonna you'll be the committee of safety we need some rescue stuff and all you guys are all available these are good men and you know young men and 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 whatever we could use all the help we have to do this in the town so every little town has their volunteers they make up the entire county and then, of course, in New Hampshire, we have 10 counties. So you'd have 10 little divisions in the state of New Hampshire. They represent all of New Hampshire, and they'll secure it if necessary. Our Constitution already says that. So you see, in a local area, you're, you're in your own neighborhood, you should be able to protect the people in your own neighborhood. Now, of course, sometimes people protect their neighborhood and they don't need firearms. But not ultimately, because, you know, I mean, it's not, we're not doing this for against bad people. We're talking about government overreach. If the government is empowered by the people, then you're not. There's nothing to defend yourself from because that's the people doing it. As long as in in the police forces and along in the military, there's the us and them crap. They're, then they're not serving the people. Go home. We'll we'll you know absolve you from responsibility because you don't understand what you're doing. But that's the truth, and that's true in every country. Now, 
of course I'm generalizing that, but that we're talking to people and a principal thing. So again, imagine if you got together and you wanted to survey all the military that's in your local area and say like, where are you with respect to liberty and freedom? If you have an armed fighting man who believes in, you know, communism, that that's his thing, that's a dangerous man, should be out of power immediately. And so he's going to support the state for his own benefit. I'm, I'm murdering people in Iraq because I want a college degree. That's obscene. Well, Christopher, you, you were so. sharing a lot again there. And a lot of those concepts I certainly agree with because um, yesterday, interestingly, I did a, a podcast with um, Etienne uh, de la Boti and he talked about uh, government as the mafia and how it's run. And what I'd love to ask, because I'm, I'm curious about you understanding how it's run, if the government were run to secure the rights of the people and we had the military um, you know, I see the U.S. military in the ideal of uh, the Declaration of Independence, and you had honest people in government. And one of the ideas I used to throw out there was like, if you were an, an ET, like an intelligent race, you have a spaceship, and you look at the presidents of the United States and be like, and then watch the actions and what they're doing. Right. Like, why is this person leading the people, and how are all these hundreds of millions of people allowing this? It's a very curious right. thing, and is it a very advanced? Oh system of manipulation of education through the schools of yep. media of television the whole Correct. thing you know i've kind of gone through and, and disseminated all that and so do you see a path where we could actually get great people in the government and then and then maybe architect a new system that that was actually doing those things and we could keep it accountable like with checks and balances so it couldn't because <laughs> right now what we have in, in washington dc and in canada the most corrupt people you could ever imagine. Um, you know, my friend Clifford Mahoudi is a Zuni elder and he worked in government for years. And he said, I, these were the worst, most vile people yep. I have ever come across. Yep. And this is, and then the citizens, cause we don't know how to organize really or band Do together. We? We're, well, well, we should learn how. We're not doing it, right? And Canada yeah. is very passive in that way. And so I have hope for the states because you guys are more freedom-oriented than we are no, here. No, no, I, it doesn't bear out what you're saying. I get I get. Thank you. I appreciate your sentiment. We suck, okay? So listen, <laughs> the, listen, I'm going to tell you. Again, you can look at things from a principle. You know, and then you'll get these stupid, ignorant uh, status. They're like, well, if you don't like it, you can just leave. It's like, oh, screw you, you moron. Listen, so you're saying, hey, is there any way that we could form some kind of government that would do the job? Well, I, I have that. I, have, I know. We'll create a constitution. I know. Yeah. And we'll have three branches of government and they can check and balance each other. And then we'll have them, you know, make laws that secure these things. Yeah, we did that. And it's over. Okay. It's over. Why? And the re listen, I'm going to tell you something a little bit about the District of Columbia, you know, D.C. Okay. And in Canada and Canada's government, the people in Canada's government are the best Canadians. Okay. That's the reality. You hear what I'm saying? They're the best of you. Why? Because Canadians suck. That's why. And same in America. What happens if they are the best of us? Why do we keep electing these morons? Why? Because we're morons. And listen, they're going to do what they do because we keep voting for them. Stop it. Stop giving away your power. Listen, I'm done with DC. There's no, listen, it's like, it's like this. There's a cancer in DC. Well, if we could get a kinder, gentler cancer, don't you think we'd live with that? No, it's it's over. It's done. It's done. It's not going to come back. Power concedes nothing without a demand. You're you're making up like here's I got an idea. Join the mafia in order to change the mafia. 
Yeah, see how that works for you. If you know, if you only had a good guy at the high of the, here's the principle. Power corrupts. Absolute power absolutely corrupts. When you give people power, you have to ratchet them down with law to bind them. If they're not afraid of being hung, prosecuted for violating your rights, they're going to violate your rights. And they're going to do things in their own personal interest. How many of these morons come in and they're a certain wealth and when they leave, got a little bit more money. Now I'm on vacation and my kids are going to college and they learn to be at the top of these echelons and stuff like this. Hey, it's working for us. Stop it. Okay. So what you conclude is I don't want to be a part of the answer to this government stuff is to decentralize. Nothing wrong with men and women getting together. I'm for the UN, but the UN is about talking. That's it. And talking's good. But then they all walk home, go have your beer. I don't mind get couple, couple, you know, putting out a couple bucks for people to talk worldwide so we can kind of get along. Power, shh, nothing, nothing. DC should. DC was never supposed to deal with any individuals. It's, it's just like, no, there's nothing good that comes out of the District of Columbia. I'm for, listen, the free and independent states, decentralize, take away their power, goodbye. There's no remedy to that. There's no rem. I mean, how? What's the remedy for dealing with cancer in your body? I've got a system change that's got to happen. I've got to immediately take action. Otherwise, I'm a dead man. So the idea that that something good is going to come out. There's no one elected. Listen, listen. 2016, baby. The best chance we had of killing the deep state was this guy Trump. Didn't work. <laughs> Didn't work. You know. So like, like, good luck with it. Well, no. I, this is moronic. I know the next election. Now that one's going to work now. Now it's going to work. It's bullshit. Breathe in the freaking. it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So decentralize is the only thing. Nope. Take away their power. Take away their power. Take away. Nope. 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 Have that be the movement government becoming infinite. I would be glad to disarm. I will dis. I will be glad to disarm as soon as government has no guns. As soon as I know their commitment is never to invade another country. But if that's not happening, I have to be armed because power concedes nothing without a demand. So that's the true in Canada. It's true in America. Stop looking to these people to, to, you know, to deal with anything. If there's an important issue on a ballot, ask yourself whether you want your government to even weigh in on an important issue of your life. Stop looking for these people to give you something. Stop looking for them to, to, to give you some answer to your problem. Take care of yourself. How are charities supposed to compete with taxation when they don't even give a shit about the people that they're pretending to take care of? And I mean, how's government health working out? Holy crap, stop it. You know, it's like Bob Newhart in that, that video. Stop it, you know, that's the answer. S-T-O-P, new word, I-T, stop it. What do you mean? You, you want me? To, oh, geez. You know, stop it. So the idea is like, listen, I, in the last election, it's like, well, who'd you vote for in the federal? Well, I didn't vote for Trump. Now I'm not against Trump. Don't let me get me wrong. But I, I voted for Ron Paul. He wasn't even on the ballot. I wrote him in. Ron Paul. And I think I voted for myself for vice president. Hey, why not? <laughs> you know, they, there was an empty thing for the sheriff. I voted for myself for sheriff. And then, of course, you know, I, I did what the most important was the people I knew. I knew certain freedom minded people were running and I wrote I voted for them. 
That's the only ones I want to vote for. You don't have to vote for idiots ever. Of course, in these legal things, they'll say, well, if you vote, and of course, you're giving into the corporate. That's nah, not true. Why is that not true? Produce some evidence that that's what I did. I don't have any of those documentation. I have documents in with my registration. I'm not subject to something because I do. I vote for some. If you're going to have a representative form of government, that means you're going to elect people, then voting for them is one way that we can have them be elected. It's not magical. It's just crap, you know. But if you're not putting good people into office and wielding certain amount of power, that's the problem. It's not about what they, how they govern. If you know this person doesn't understand rights or is not going to, it doesn't matter what they're voting on. You're going to be pull them out. They got to have, like you're saying, better people. And the most important would be your local, the most important. And then further away. Now, if you can get freedom-minded people in the offices, Ed Griffin, who's wrote the creature from Jekyll Island, he's, he's the guy that headed up um, um, Freedom Force International. The Freedom Force International is about worldwide, is taking back the power centers of our culture. Well, freedom-minded people have to get off their ass. And it's like, it's not enough to say, well, I just want to be left alone. Well, go and take some power. And so when you talk to me about it, it's like, well, well, Chris, you know, take power. It's like, well, I want you to know as running for government, I want as much power as I can get. I'm after as much power. I want to end up in the New Hampshire Senate because I want as much power as I can get because I'm going to shut the shit down. So, you know, that's, that's what I want, but I want it so that the people can be responsible and be free from government intrusiveness. So, yeah. So, I mean, so, you know, Christ looked at leadership, like the president, the president is not the highest office in the land. That's just their bullshit. The president is the lowest of all. Why? Because everyone votes for him. So obviously he's lower. He represents the majority. That doesn't elevate him. That de-elevates him. He is the lowest of us all. That's the way Christ looks at it. The greatest leaders are the greatest servers. The more people you serve, the more subservient you are. That's the way you deal with power. Not to elevate you. These are people, don't refer to representatives as leaders. You give away your power. Don't do that. So anyway, I've lost, I ran out of things to say. <laughs> I love your rants. No, I, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. You're talking about accountability and responsibility. And what we have is, uh, oh, um, my friend Gary was was saying this quote. Let's see if I, I wrote it down because he, he was doing it on the call yesterday. So we, now we can, you know, for those that are from the States or whatever, we can digress into, you know, what, you know, our work does and all those specifics and all, but, you know, being in, you know, both Canada and America, you know, sometimes it's beneficial just to talk principle wise because it, you know, it, it deals with everybody where they're at. So that's, that's the reason why I would tend to rant on about government in general, you know, it's true for everyone. Yeah. Oh, we can do that. And I remember the quote, my, my friend Gary always says, he says, uh, basically children who think that they are adults living in a, an extended adolescence. That's what we have here. You know, yeah. adults that don't want to take responsibility. And it seems like what you're suggesting is that we need to take responsibility. We need to look at who has the quote unquote power, which is not anything. And we need to band together and just, you know, do what is right and work with people who want to live in integrity and freedom and justice. And as long as we give our power away, then we're not going to get anywhere because we want somebody outside of us to tell us what we can and can't do and, and, and all of this different thing. And I, I agree with looking at these governments. It, as far as I 
you know, in my teenage years, I remember my, my parents watching the news and be like, why do you think any of this is going to make a difference? Nothing is, is different now. This system as it is, is broken. And the good news is that, you know, I like uh, Michael Tellinger's approach of one small town or moving around people say, what do we need? Food, water, shelter, great education, freedom, right? Um, and, and all of these systems, they can be created within a small group of people. Correct. It's completely possible. And once, once, once that model's built, other people can participate in that model. And one of the things one of my uh, teachers, David Lombert used to talk about, he goes, you know, peace will require participation. You know, all, you know, all of this just will require participation. We need to actually yeah. do something. And so many people are zoned out and um, just so committed to this system. I think it's going to be parasitical and just eat itself. And then yeah. the people who think like you and I, and everyone listening to this, we're going to build something beautiful and great together. And we will just keep reaffirming our freedoms under God, the creator nature, and we will right. be able to hold those freedoms. And those who want to participate in that system are going to kind of be uh, taken out by that system, you know? So I, yeah. how, do you, how do you see these things, where this is going? I know a lot of people out there are a little bit nervous from what they see, you know, in Canada yeah. and all these, it's getting a lot worse. And so they're, they're nervous. Yeah. And a lot of the people that I am talking to that understand law and freedom, they're optimistic that this system is going to fall on its head because we know it's about global governments and, you know, all this crypto crap. And, you know, unfortunately the vaccine's been out. So there's really good evidence to suggest a lot of those people are going to be harmed. Um, so it's already happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. They already have. And, and hopefully it's, hopefully it's not as bad as they say, but you know, it, there's a good chance that it will be. And we'll start to see some of these mass deaths coming up in January and, and into next year. Um, but with that, it seems like a ter terrifying sentiment. And so with as, as we move through this as a humanity, do you see this as more of a great awakening and movement back into freedom and saying, look, this parasitical system is done with, this cancer is done with, and those who don't want to participate are going to go over here and build something better. And the ones who want to hang on as the boat is sinking, they're welcome to do so. And we can't, we can't help everybody. Well, that's true. And, and one of the things we learn from history is that people don't learn from history. <clears throat> And why is that? Because we've been here before. This is not new. Anything's not new. I mean, if you understand what, you know, why and how we got what we have and where we lost it, we can examine that and say that these things don't work. And we know communist countries fail on their own bad policies. You can't tax people into prosperity and the principles, people avoid doing things that bring them harm. These are principles that work everywhere the same and it's playing out. So if you don't ratchet things up now, and if elected officials aren't afraid that they're one going to lose their power, and then again, maybe you know, I mean, when when you when people have not have lost everything, then they lose it. You know, uh, when they begin to see that that all of a sudden some violent person is not going after the kids in school, then they start going after elected reps. That's going to be a game changer for people, and of course, those reps are going to strengthen the state to protect them because they definitely believe that they should have a right to be protected. But this is what plays out in governments everywhere. I mean, this is no different. And the, and, and people always have the power to take back their power. If you look at Larkin Rose's uh, video called the dot, you'll see that their power is so tiny that we have masses, you know, we have more people than they have ammunition. So the idea is that it's not, you know, we can take the control, but you have to first deal with fear. And if, you know, the, the motto in New Hampshire is live free or die for there are things worse than death and enslavement is worse than death. And so the idea is that you got to be able to step up to, to the table, but if you're afraid, 
it'll be a challenge for you to actually produce anything that's going to help. And and one of the things that's nice about the crypto uh, market and all and other things is develop things and systems that people can choose that will show that the government systems don't work, whether that's economies or like um, like homeschooling. You want to here's a business idea. Homeschooling is on the rise because of what's going on. So, you know, develop a homeschooling business, help parents, you know, that that for whatever reason, help them to educate their children. And it's easy to do. It's not difficult to educate children. You just have to be smarter than they are. That's all. So it's not a big deal. It's it's and then again, you get to pick and choose what they learn. That's important. So you know, and, and if you don't teach the next generation to secure liberty and freedom, then they'll they'll get to play out the same crap that we're playing out. And then people are going to die. And the and the tree of liberty is watered oftentimes the, um, with the blood of patriots and tyrants. That's a principle. They, they recognize them as those principles. But, you know, in our modern era, we we just create these systems in which we think that someone else is going to do the work that we're unwilling to do. So you step up again. I, so here's what I imagine in your local area. And I'm talking local area, whatever your local government is. So imagine if you said, OK, you're going to facilitate. You're going to be the guy and you and you're going to talk liberty and freedom with your rep. So you invite your rep and say, hey, I got a few people together. Maybe you got 10. Get as many as you can. Freedom minded people in your town, your local area that care about lessening, lessening taxes and control or whatever that is. So bring your rep in and you're going to talk freedom. And have all these people ready to listen to the rep and invite the cop. And so you sit in, so you can say, we're, it's going to be really peaceful, but we're going to have a strong conversation about liberty and freedom and this rep's intention. So imagine if the rep feels these are all people caring about freedom and this person has to give account. The natural human thing is that they want to be liked and they want to think that these people, these are their constituents and they have an issue. And it's not normal that the people would actually Bring the rep forward. Give an account of the things you voted for. This has increased the taxes. Where do you think this money is going to come from? You just shut down our businesses. So not not them in their high structured power, you know, in their big halls and stuff. No, bring them into your living room or bring bring them into the town library and then bring the cop so that he says, like, you know, we're not going to get, you know, you know, we just want you to know we don't intend to pull your arms and legs off. We just want to talk, you know. So let's give a talk about what you believe about life and liberty and freedom and the limits of government. And you have that conversation. They'll, they'll either feel warm and fuzzy that you care and that they care about the same things and, and whatever. Let's say that they say like, you know, they're part of making people wear masks and you say, well, where are you getting your data from? You're getting data from our enemies, people that don't care about our liberties and freedoms. These are people that are funded by pedophiles and the deep state and all this stuff. That's what this is coming from the big pharma and all that stuff. So, but here's other doctors. We just want you to see these things. How can you be supporting this? This is contrary to good science and the health of the people and let the rep feel that uncomfortableness. And what I'm making up about it is, is that if they see that you're not going away, they're, they're going to say like, no freaking way. Am I ever going to do that again? I'm going to resign. I'm not going to get, they're going to move out. They don't want that kind of fit, you know, you know, scrutiny and not in the framework of the public meeting where it's parliamentary procedure and we just screw you in an orderly fashion. No, in, in a casual setting where you can speak freely, people are pissed off and have those people there. And so this is the same, whether you're talking about your local town, 
whether you're talking about your county or the next government, everyone who's elected has to be accountable to the people. Get some people together that may or may not support them and either support them if they're freedom-minded or tell them, well, we just wanted you to know in this, in this informal kind of setting that you're done. I have said this to a sheriff before, and he did resign. I said to him, I said, listen, it doesn't look like you're into, you know, liberty and freedom and stuff. It seems like you got your own thing and you're, you know, you're like into, you know, the you know, militarization of, of the sheriff's and all that. So I just wanted you to know that don't get comfortable because we're going to replace you. I'm going to replace you. I'm either going to replace you with myself or I'm going to find someone that's going to take this as it's going to care about the rights of the people. And you just need to look at it. It's like stoics, like, and, and, and he was like, like happy that I like, met him so he was he was it was he was dazed he could not comprehend that i was talking to him that way and it's like listen i just want you to know don't get comfortable here you are done politically and i have lots of money and i have lots of resources and i have a lot of energy i'm delighted to do this it's not going to cost me a thing just so you know and so if you, if you don't if you don't talk to people that way then they're going to they're going to take your rights so so when you start to or when you become a force record, and if you do anything good in your town, here's what I promise you. If you do and take your town for freedom, whatever that is, the little town that you're in, the other towns in your area are going to be like, oh, look what the hell they did. And all of a sudden, some other town, even across the way or across the country, or whatever, are going to go like, you can't hide this stuff. They're like, I want that. And then you're going to be setting these brush fires. And you know what? Here's what's going to happen. Here's what ha always happens. Because they fear losing power, all of a sudden, now they're your friend. We knew these freedom things were. And all of a sudden, it'll start moving back towards freedom. Why? Because the same idiots want to stay in power. And then you go to those people and say, like, nah, you're just protecting. You're out. You already proved yourself. You're out. Not, not going to happen this time. We're done. And you have to grow like that. So I would meet every law enforcement guy that's in your town. I would get their names get their stories, meet with them, meet with them formally, never meet by yourself, always meet with someone else. Now, you could record the conversation, but they probably are pretty uncomfortable about that. And you can ask them, can I record this? No, okay, then don't have your friend talk the way you want to talk to him. Say, listen, I just want to get to know you, want to support you if you're into freedom. If you're not, then I'm just going to say, look, go find a job somewhere else because I'm going to make it my life's goal to have you not be around me. What, what do you think a cop's going to do with that? Well, yeah. And again, I think that what you're sharing here is, is really simple and it just requires action because most, even my town of 120,000, this is absolutely doable with uh, five or 10 people, you know, and actually See, I, that's up. exactly right. That's, ex you know, five or 10 people. And I think there's probably more than five or 10 people that would be up for it. And, you know, again, you're not, now, just be careful because you're not threatening people. You're you're politically threatening them. That you can be honest about that. I'm, you know, are you physically threatening? No, 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 no. I don't. No, listen. I love you. I don't. I want your rights secured too. I don't want to harm you, not at all. But politically speaking, we're taking you out. Okay. It's just a game, man. It's just a game, and we don't want you in this game. Okay. So you know, if you want to make your life, if you want to make your livelihood out of harming the rights of the people. We don't need you around. Go live in go live in China because they support that kind of shit. 
Yeah. And it's going to be, it's going to be a uh, realist. Like we're, we're in a battle here. People need to understand because, you know, we had in, in Canada, Doug Ford basically put out a statement that said, you know, anybody that goes against public health, that's their job. Well, maybe we just keep going up the ladder and that's what, what needs to happen. So if you can install freedom and truth in your small town and your small community and stand yeah. strong, they might get that person out of power, but you can then go again to the next person and repeat and then go up and up sure. and up, up the chain of events. Well, what's you know, it's require about, action what's he talking about public health what is that oh i don't know like yeah what, what's public yeah. health is your health public no okay so does does the government have the health plan for you they'd like to say so well of course i'm mean, that's what i'm saying is so <laughs> they want to they want you know what's what's the temperature of the of the public what's the public temperature what what's the let me listen if you want to find out public health I think that's great. Okay. Take a survey of the, of the how many thousand people in your town. Take a survey. Determine the health of the people in your area. You think obesity or diabetes is up in your area? How about cancer? What is the state of the public health? We're talking average, right? Well, you guys suck. Look at the, the state of the public health is failing miserably. It has nothing to do with COVID. The, the people are unhealthy. You guys are doing a shitty job. No such thing as public health. My health isn't public. It's private. So I'm not participating in public health. Hey, thanks for doing that for the public health. And by the way, you're failing. Public health sucks. Diabetes up. Suicide's up. Hey, public health seems to suck under your watch. Okay, so we're done with you. Let's move it to the natural, okay? Because screw that. Nobody's health is public. No such thing as that. You see, that's bullshit. That's propaganda. Oh, I'm the public health. Then then those people are giving up their responsibility for their health, right? They're, they're giving up their, see, this is where they're giving up their freedom because they're part of the public health. It's a lesson. I, I'm not part of public health. I don't have that. No such thing for me. So, and so, you know, it's the same thing when, when in, in uh, America, when they did the, what is it? The, um, the uh, Affordable Care Act, or they called the Obamacare in America. People had to sign up, right? Well, I'm not a federal citizen, never signed up. If you're a federal citizen, you don't sign up, there's like a fine. Of course, they do that stuff with the IRS, so we don't do anything with the IRS. So I never signed up. It's like, well, what, what happens if you get sick? Well, I have to I have to take care of myself. And then there's, there's other healthcare professionals that are natural. And so if you stay healthy, you'll do well. The only thing a doctor's good for is in an emergency when you're bleeding out or you broke a bone. The doctors don't know. Listen, just going to tell you, doctors don't know anything about your health. Doctors are drug dealers. They don't know anything about about your body's health. They don't know anything about your body's health. And I'll just let you know, too, attorneys, they don't know about securing rights and limits of government. They Why? They're not taught the limits of government and securing their rights. They're part of the systems that make money for government and serve the government. The, the, the cops' mission to serve and protect is not to serve and protect you. That the courts have already established that it's to serve and protect the government. So you know, doctors don't know about health. Attorneys don't know about um, you know don't understand about rights and liberties and freedoms. Ministers don't know about spiritual life with God. They're they're part of that whole crap systems too, and uh, you know that's the way it is in life. Those that are the experts don't have a, have a clue about what reality is about. So don't look to those people to guide you along the way that where we've ended up. 
you can take the responsibility for your own development and your own liberties and freedoms in your own hands and secure them and stop looking for your government to take care of you. You're not part of the public. You're in private. Everything you do is private. Your business not open to the public. Your business is private. Everything is private. And see, that's where the government's empowered because they want to make everybody believe that you're in the public. The public is always governmental. So stop. Stop doing that. Stop looking to them. You know. Absolutely. I, I agree. And I was I was tidy, typing in your website there for the chat because I know that with what you do and teach, you you take them, um, you know, one step is the the philosophical idea of freedom. You know, and that's a lot of the, the, what you're talk, talking about, because when you're getting into law, I'm waiting for you to say like, okay, I go into the court and then I know this. And, and right away, our first conversation is like, you're looking for the trick. It's like the wrong thing. And you've, well, right. You've it's like, it's like, that, that's a common thing is that it's like, well, how do we handle the court? Well, I, I'll tell you how I handle the court. We don't, I work my bust my ass to keep clients out of court. Now there's a, if you're in court, there's a reason you're in court. If you don't know the reason you're in court, then you're going to be in trouble because you don't know why you're there. If you don't know why the government's doing what it's doing, then you're, then you've, you're missing the ball. You should have already, every court situation is happening before you're in court. You don't just wake up one morning, you're in court. It doesn't work that way. Most just things that are happening in court, usually there's a communication with you and then you can investigate whether you've come into the public sector on some level. Okay. Now you're not going to, listen, I'd not get stopped by cops and look, I've paid for, you know, if I've driven too fast, I can tell. And usually I have everything ready and I don't give tickets. And I've rare, I'm rarely stopped by cops, you know, and, and, and when I'm, I, I know how to handle police, you know, if I'm not in my car, then I don't, you know, help cops and stuff like that. I mean, like, you know, on, on November 5th, I go out as dressed up like V in my local town. And I usually plan a freedom fellowship, after like the like the following monday or something and um so i'll dress up like v and it usually brings the cops out and people are afraid and it's right after halloween it's like well everybody was in costume so i'm in this costume so they're afraid and i have pretend knives you know they're plastic with round things on them and i'm dressed up and so i don't carry id when i do that i just and and what am i up doing that for i'm just trying to have people come to a freedom fellowship and everybody knows v and they honk and they wave they all know that all the kids do you know and it's a lot of fun but the cops will come up and go um you know uh you got some id i'm like i don't have any id it's like what's your name it's like I don't feel comfortable sharing anything with you. It's like, okay, you don't have to talk to the cops. You know, and it's like, well, I'm out here just inviting people to learn about liberty and freedom. It's like, yep, yeah, you want to learn about liberty and freedom? <laughs> Listen, what happens is you, you end up, you end up taking control. The one that's asking the questions in charge. Yeah. So if C asks you a question, then you should ask, listen to what Jesus did. They ask questions and he asked questions. So if you want to stay, you know, so you can always get clarification. It's like, so a lot of times the couple say, where do you live? And you're like, do I have to answer that? Well, yeah, <laughs> I thought I had a right to remain silent. Okay. Yeah, I do. So, okay. I'm right here. It's like, it's, it's <laughs> like, you don't have to be afraid. Of course. And, and you know, I probably, I mean, the outfit won't allow me to carry my firearm. I probably could, but I, that's not really my intention. My intention is just to kind of, you know, stir up the pot a little bit. And, and it's a celebrate, you know, V for Vendetta, you know, um, you know, and then people come out, you know, I'll sign some autographs or something. You know, it's just, it's just crazy. Now, listen, for years, you can type, uh, you know, Christopher Gronsky taxes and stuff. And you see, I got in that front page of the 
you know, newspaper in Portsmouth. I used to demonstrate in front of the IRS federal building every April 15th, which is today. Hey, April 15th. All right. This is tax day in America. What an awesome, awesome day it is <laughs> for some, you know, but I would be there all day until midnight when the, when the, uh, the post office would stay up to midnight to take everybody's returns. And so I talked to people and, you know, and, and you'd always get the same people saying, um, well, I'll come visit you in jail and all that stuff. Listen, I've, I've been doing this since the 90s. I don't have problems with the IRS. You know, I dealt with the IRS when, in my own capacity at the time, but I don't anymore because I don't play, I don't participate because I don't have a liability. It's not about taxes or about paying. It's about not being in that jurisdiction, you know? And so that's the only subject matter. It's not about taxation. And, and it's, it, there's some encroachment because there, what's new in America is that if you have over $50,000 that they allege you owe, then they can do a lien and ultimately uh, communicate to the State Department and basically incarcerate you in, in your in your country, you know, in America, um, without due process. Now we know the federal citizens don't have due process. Their due process is exactly what they get in the District of Columbia. So when we deal with that for clients that are just coming on or already dealing with the IRS, we there is court procedure for us to move forward and get information. And we have a you know a very small group of like three or four people that are in that where we're working out those remedies for them. So, um, but that's where that's new. That's new. That's not been that way for the last 20 years. That's been since 2015 when they passed the fast act in Congress. And um, so then they started restricting people's passports and then limiting them so that they can only travel back to the States. So, you know, that's, we know how the IRS is going to behave. We know how they get uh, third parties to give them money. And so we know how to support the client in coming out of that jurisdiction. And, and of course, everything we're doing is to provide evidence and substance to give to the, uh, the, 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 to deal in tax court if we're there. But it's easy to stay out of tax court. You know, if you're in tax court, then you fail to um, deal with the IRS in a proper way. So. Oh, well, holy smokes. Well, this has been, um, you know, a massive download of information and you covered a lot of areas. Um, you know, we've been going for quite some time, so I'd love to ask you, is there anything that you think that we need to cover? You think that's really important to share? And, uh, and if not, the question that I'll ask is what are your main solutions for the future worldwide? And like how you see this uncovering for each and every person, different countries are going through different problems. Um, yep. You know, it's very trying yep. times, you know, freedom in itself is the most precious and beautiful thing. I think it's my number one value being yep. born here and being able to express freely. And there is this obvious encroachment from yep. this system. And so I guess what advice would you have uh, for the humans. And if you were like the president of the world, you know, what would you, what would you install or what belief or thing would you, would you bring forth to help people thrive and live in a, a yeah. world that was based on values and decency and compassion and kindness and freedom and tolerance and all the good characteristics of being human? Yeah. I mean, the, the principles are the same everywhere. You know, um, when you, we have to know by principle that people that have that have been delegated certain power that that tends to corrupt people. They do things in their own personal interest, whether it's financial or whatever the deal is. And so if you don't have moral people in office, then they'll steal from you and then they will enslave you. So the, the moral character of somebody matters. You know, when Bill Clinton was doing all of his ex, you know, sex appades and all that stuff, you know, it's like, and the conversation was like, can he do his job while his personal life is, 
No, the answer is no. And so, and the reason why they didn't care about his morals is because people's morals are bad. People steal, they lie, they cheat. That's why I deal with people's integrity. If you don't have integrity, you will be terrible in office. Okay. So decentralizing is the, is the theme of the future for restricting government. Decentralize always. Take away power from government. The here's the way it should be. The town should be stronger than the county. The county should be stronger than the than the state. So and 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 the way you look at it is the farther away your government, the weaker it should be. They should not be delegated authority. If they're farther away from you, they don't care about you. If you think the environment is important, don't give it to the government. End of story. If you think your human, your health is important, do not give it to politicians to govern. And so how are charities to compete with money coming in by taxation? So the idea is that if people think something's important, let them create these GoFundMe, these private decentralized things, and let them pay for the things they want to pay for. I promise it'll be more accountable and it'll be better. Bring back the local charity to care for people. Do not empower your government to care for people. They'll use them and then they'll pillage you to and use the poor for their own benefits. How do I know that? Communists have been doing this for years, okay? The communists do this. The, if you've not studied communism and how it works, they always take two steps forward. Oh, no, that's bad. One step back. Two step forwards. Oh, no, this bad. One step back. Always that's the way they go. They encroach big and like, okay, that was too much. That's too much. And they settle in with that one step forward. And it's like the, the frog in the pod or whatever. It's subtle. When you realize that it's like, so when you know that by principle, you say like two steps forward, say, oh no, 10 steps back. No, you've, you've, you're, you're done. You're out. You've, you've shown yourself as been immoral. That's the reaction should be. We should be practicing the fine art of impeachment. We should be removing people from office. And the bottom line is if you don't think you can find somebody good in office, well then you know what? No office. I remember in New Zealand, which is actually more tyrannical these days, they did one time have a prime minister that asked all of their departments to justify their existence of how they serve the public. The Department of Transportation failed to step up and justify. They didn't do the work, the, the report. You know what he did? Abolish the entire department. Boom, gone. That's the way it should be. Draconian, like, ah, not gonna work, done. And what do you think? Do you really think that people are going to be like, oh, my God, my life is falling apart because government's not here to help me? That's just ridiculous. It's like, listen, how many times have we ever seen in America? It's like, well, they can't pass the budget. They shut the government down. Did they? This is bullshit. Here's what they did. They don't really shut the government down because everybody's still there and they're going to give everybody the pay that they did. They're going to do it all retroactive. So it's a bull crap where they shut the, where the government down is where they serve you that. So it affects your life. Oh, they're not going to open the parks. So they, they do all the crap that screws you so that we can put the political pressure so we can pass the budget with more money. They do that all the time. So they've shown themselves as being irresponsible. So don't give them power. So again, the theme is decentralize, take away power, take it back. And the ultimate power take back is you. You're responsible for you. Do not let your government take care of you and your life will be happier for it. Um, what I want to say was that about uh, my... Um, my class is at destinationfreedom.org is the website. And so those that are... Um, 
that are in the states that want to secure that. I recommend I have a class coming up on Saturday um, and uh, the state citizenship class. The, the, the beginning is about principle. And then we move into showing that the inc federal income tax is constitutional and how the government has that power and whether you want to be in that jurisdiction or not. You get to take a look at that. And then from there, we do passport process. And, and the passport process is to give us evidence to, to establish that you're not a federal citizen. It isn't a process to change your status because for most of us, we've never been federal citizens. We were never born in the District of Columbia and, and weren't a part of any of that. We just behave that way and we've never were part of that. So that this gives people an opportunity to have some evidence that they can say, oh yeah, this is what I did. The State Department recognized it. They gave me my passport. I'm not a 14th Amendment citizen. I'm a citizen of my state. Again, we've decentralized that. And then that way you're not going to have to follow executive orders and all that nonsense that's for those, those people, those citizens that are what they call, um, uh, they're, in, they're in the public office. They're the office of person. And that's how they define that in the tax code. So, you know, when you realize that and you can see that from the, the tax code, then you're saying, okay, that makes sense. I, I understand, you know, how this works and I don't have to do that. This work, if you do freedom work right, there should be peace. If you feel that you're in a battle and a fight, I'm saying do the inside work to remove yourself from that energy. Just imagine yourself as you're on a peaceful journey and people don't understand you and governments think that you want them to take care of you. And you're just saying like, thank you for that. Not interested. The same way when you handle a person at the store, a person came up to me and says, hey, everybody has to wear a mask. I looked at him and said, I know. Thanks so much. Did you want to wear a mask? No, thank you. I appreciate you, though. I really do. Have a great day. Just keep walking. You know, that's 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 how you do it. So do you, the idea is that you want to have a peaceful journey. And, and that's for me has been that. And and my encouragement is not to look to the law to give you something. Look to the law to restrict government, not to give you anything. Wow. Well, Christopher, I love all that. I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing everything you did. I was looking up your telegram as you're chatting there. Is today your birthday? No, no. My birthday's in June. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe it's someone else in the group. I was like, what are you doing this on your birthday for? I think it's someone else in the no, group. Th maybe this maybe is Jay this is tax day. Oh, okay. <laughs> April 15th. I, know. I was like, what are you doing on this on your birthday? It must be someone well, else you, in the telegram usually, group. Usually in my social media, my birthday's November the 5th. Oh, know, nice. <laughs> and then my year. So that's usually my birthday on, on these platforms. So people will, will wish me happy birthday on November 5th. I'll like, hey, thanks. <laughs> nice. Well, so, um, so where can people find more about you? Destination Freedom. Destinationfreedom.org. Yep. Yep. Okay. And, and then you're a, using, using I have Telegram, a but it's a, is it private uh, group? Sorry. It is. It is. So okay. the thing about the, the thing uh, I'm, I'm trying to work out whether I want to keep the telegram group because what I don't want to I say, I don't really want to babysit the, the, the sentiment and that people have a lot of funky kind of beliefs that they have there. And it really becomes like, uh, I don't know that I want to do this. So it's, it's, it's for people that have done these processes with us so that they can build some kind of community together. It's not a place for people to have discourse about what they fantasize or they believe or whatever that really, because if it goes that way, I'm just going to remove it. So, it. so what it is, is I have to invite people in. If people are interested, if someone's thinking that they're going to take this platform to share their shit, I don't want them on my platform. Because if they want to share their stuff, I'm okay with that. But then be, you can be on my platform and say, hey, come on over to my platform because I'm going to talk shit. And, they're gonna, and then they can, they can have the freedom to build their thing and all that. But I don't want to facilitate 
things that I don't ascribe to, that serve people and secure their liberty. So, so, so you know, and there's things like that. So, you know, it's like that. And so again, I, I didn't want to get into that. Yeah, destinationfreedom.org. Right. Okay, got it. And then YouTube as well. Yeah, I have a YouTube channel. Yeah, and um, I do also have a library and I have to move those videos over to library, um, you know, uh, Odyssey. And, um, and so I haven't done a lot of, uh, I can do live on YouTube if I get a thousand subscribers. So um, I just have to invite all of the clients and I'll say, hey, would you go to YouTube and subscribe so we can go live? And then I'll have a commitment to do live stuff, so. Awesome. This is going to be great. I'll, I'll look for you. I mean, I'll subscribe to your channel. Of course, I want to see your stuff. <laughs> well, as long as, as long, yeah, as long as they let me live there. So we'll see. Um, but I'm working, I'm working on getting the boot pretty quick. So yeah. just thank you for coming on the show and everything You're you welcome. shared. We'll, we'll definitely stay in touch. And I invite people to go to destinationfreedom.org to check out your work. Uh, you came highly recommended from, you know, a few people that I'm learning from. So um, I just love your view on everything. I still have a, a million questions, but I'm definitely uh, looking to, engage especially find uh the right perspectives and the right knowledge to move forward in freedom in canada and build those solutions and create peaceful communities with clean food water great yeah. education freedom-minded right. people that that are willing to stand up for themselves and what's right because like you said at the beginning of this you know tyranny is going to go as far as we let it and right. that's why we need good men and good women to stand together yeah. for what is right and hold those in this perceived power like you said earlier like someone in a service you know uh whether it's police or mayor or whatever they're they're lower than you because they serve the community so right. you need to invoke your right to hold them accountable. And that's what we're not doing because uh, we're being children that want just government to say what we can and cannot do. And so uh, I just love the overall message. So thanks for coming on and uh, we'll have to get you on another one. Sure. Hey, it'll be fun. We'll see you around. All right. Thanks guys for watching. Yeah. See you in the next one. Take Christopher. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely phenomenal Christopher Gronsky. You know, I highly recommend you check out his website, destinationfreedom.org, where he will walk you through the process of becoming a state national. Now, this is specific to the United States, but these tools and principles of freedom apply around the world. A lot of people are working towards solutions within their communities, learning how to hold their local, local government, their local school board, their local uh, you know, um, hospitals accountable um, because they are all accountable. They are all liable when we work together and we understand how things operate. And that's what we need to do. We need to peel, uh, peel back the curtains a little bit to understand the operating system to hold it accountable. So if you like this show, please share it as far and as wide as you can in messenger in email on your social media and everywhere uh, you can um, also become a member go to mattbelair.com uh, click the membership and uh, you'll see all the membership options you can really support the show that way and uh, for those of you guys who want to dive deeper and you want to really connect with understanding what your life purpose is what your dharma is what you came here to do and you want to maximize your performance your peak potential and understand all these tools on mindset spirituality and everything in between go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching we we can do one-on-one -on -one or group coaching. There's some phenomenal people. Um, we're, we're, we're building in a fantastic community that helps with you know, accountability and strategy and performance and the whole nine yards. So we'd love to have you over there. Um, just hit, hit me up, mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and uh, let me know a little bit more about you and your goals and we'll be happy to help. So that wraps this up. Thank you so much for listening. Let's just come into a, a state of peace and coherence before we close the show. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, 
contentment, inspiration, courage, connection, and ready to enjoy the rest of the day. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.